I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to r slash I don't work here, lady. Where regular Joe Schmo customers are mistaken as employees by Karens. And in today's episode, you'll hear all about rude Karens getting shut down. And it's such a satisfying episode. So buckle up, enjoy the stories, and do hit subscribe if you haven't already. So this story happened a couple of weeks before Christmas. The boss had wanted to do some big displays for the store, which meant that one of us had to go down to the nearest crafts and homewares place to pick up the balloons that he'd ordered and a few other things. Now we were drawing straws because no one likes running errands to this place as it's basically walking into the lion's den of ladies who insist you work there. A large number of the customers are either senior citizens or entitled soccer moms and their uniform is similar to ours in that we both wear black pants and steel caps. They also never have enough staff on and the queues at the till are long no matter when you go. Now, you can't walk in there looking even vaguely like you may work in retail, or you're just gonna get hassled. And as you can guess by reading this, I draw the short straw. I take off my uniform shirt, I picked up my backpack, put in my headphones, hoping that this would protect me somewhat, and then walked into the store, which was already shoulder to shoulder. And as usual, they only had a couple of tills open, with lines snaking around the store, and I'm thinking, great. I breeze through this store avoiding eye contact with everyone. My headphones are in but off so I can hear what's going on. I'm still having loads of people trying to catch my eye and wave me down though. By the time I get what I've needed, I've already had to point to my headphones about 15 times because people are just coming up to me and asking me stuff. I take my place at the end of the massive queue, and I've got a big cart full of stuff and a huge bunch of helium balloons. There's a group of about 4 older women behind me complaining about how long the lineup is. I then notice that one woman's talking louder, raising her voice saying something like, they must open another till, whatever happened to good customer service, etc etc. She's occasionally clearing her throat, and I get the impression that she thinks I'm an employee and she wants me to overhear. Well I wasn't wrong. After a couple of more minutes of this and very little movement, there's a tap on my shoulder. The lady says to me, aren't you gonna open a... Now immediately I interrupt her and said, I don't work here. I shove my headphone back in. A few more minutes go by and the lady's still whining and then another tap on my shoulder. She says, can't you just open... Again, I immediately say to her, no. I then put my headphone back in and I'm hoping my bluntness has gotten through to her, but it hasn't. More whining, more minutes, another tap. She says, hey, listen, the line's very long and we are in a hurry. I then say to her, so go get on a till then. At this, the lady looks like I just told her Wheel of Fortune reruns are cancelled. She says, Excuse me? I tell her, Yeah, I'm in a hurry too, so why don't you go open a till? The lady responds, I don't work here, I'm a customer. And I respond, Neither do I, and I'm a customer too. But apparently that doesn't matter to you, so go, go open a till, we're waiting. The look of shock on the face of her and her friends was incredible. We kind of just stared at each other for a second or two while she registered that I wasn't kidding around. I then turned my back and they went back to muttering about rude kids nowadays. I don't get another shoulder tap after that, I hope she learned her lesson that day. 
Guys, this is exactly how I don't work here situation should be. Short and sweet, shutting down the Karen before the managers or cops are called. I think OP handled that really well before it got out of control. But hey, if it all happened like this, we wouldn't get stories like this one. Now, I've read a lot of Karen stories on this subreddit, but I've never thought I'd meet one in the wild, until last week. It was a hot day. I had some birthday party items to pick up for a work-related function. I was in my summer uniform, shirt, no jacket, and I went to Walmart because they've got a decent party section and fantastic AC. I found my way to the right section and chatted briefly with a sales associate. I then start gathering the supplies I need and putting them in my cart. I pulled one item and that caused a cascade of everything else behind it to fly onto the floor. Now, my mother always taught me that if you make a mess, clean it up. So I squat down and start putting the stuff I spilled back on the shelf. Then from over my right shoulder, I hear, ahem. Now at this, I kept putting the stock back. Shame on me for not responding. I then hear a voice that's somewhere between the caw of a crow and the rasp of a 30-year, two-pack-a-day smoking habit, saying, Hey, I'm talking to you. Stop stocking the shelves and tell me where the art supplies are. Now at this, I turned my head, and standing there before me was a 40-ish year old woman with an asymmetrical haircut, gold jewelry around her neck, in a pink sports bra and short shorts made of this amazingly strong synthetic knit fabric. She obviously firmly believed that one size does indeed fit all, but she missed the part about it shouldn't. I then say to this woman, one of God's own very special creations, I'm sorry, but I don't. She immediately cuts me off and says, You are a manager. Tell me where the effing art supplies are. Now at this, I rephrased, I don't work here. I can't help you. She wanted to talk to my boss, and she threatened to call corporate to let them know that their managers are lying about working there to avoid helping customers. She then launches into a string of invective, worthy of a longshoreman. So I stood up, turned around, to face her. She was struck dumb, her mouth was moving, but no sound was coming out, and she had gone pale under her shoe leather tan. Now, to be fair, I was wearing a light blue shirt and dark grey dress pants, but it's my uniform that made the difference. I have a white-collar type of job. I'm the chaplain at a medium security prison, the chaplain for a group of World War II veterans, and the chaplain for a group of Afghan war veterans being treated for post-traumatic stress syndrome. This last group is the one I was shopping for. Now, you know you've been hanging around military veterans when cursing doesn't even phase you anymore. So there I was, in my light blue shirt with my clerical collar, and I asked her, Hey, do you kiss your children with that potty mouth? I then told her that corporate doesn't have a phone, but if she wanted to talk to my boss, she could do so directly, on Sunday, at the church, just a few blocks away from Walmart. By this time, her vocal cords had recovered, but the only sound coming out was a cross between a squeaky door hinge and a chicken that just laid an egg. I turned and pushed my cart down the aisle towards checkout. The sales associate I spoke with earlier was just around the corner. Apparently he came back to the aisle to see what the screeching was about, and he'd seen the ending. He was doubled over with silent laughter, holding his sides. All he could do was mouth, thank you. And I was off. A man on a mission. What a hilarious story, guys, and I love how OP shut her down oh so eloquently. Now, I'm pretty sure the reason that Karen didn't escalate the situation is even she knows way better than to mess with OP's boss. Here's your important background on me. I'm a British national who's been working in another country for a couple of years. 
I haven't been home at all during this time, so this year, I saved up all of my holiday, okayed it with my bosses, and decided to use it all on coming home from now until the new year. My flight touched down mid-afternoon yesterday, at the big international airport. I had opted to rent a car to use since I'm planning a couple of day trips to visit friends who now live across the country. It just so happened that the company I was going with had an empty-to-empty fuel policy. There was just enough fuel in the car to get you to the nearest petrol station, and you didn't have to bring it back with any specific amount of fuel in the tank. This all begins at the station about 5 minutes down the road from the car rental place. Now I feel like this isn't a surprise to anyone reading, apart from the Karen of the story. But in the UK, we fill up our own petrol tanks. People paid to pump your petrol for you are not a thing. If you go into really rural areas with no other petrol stations for miles around you, you might get a hand from one member of staff there, but that's it. This is the same in my country of work also. You mostly pay over the counter in the shop connected to the station, or you pay at the pump using credit card, etc. It just so happens that this petrol station in question had the pay at the pump option. The queue for paying behind the counter was massive, so I decided when I pulled in to pay at the pump. There was a bit of wait to get a free pump, and while waiting, I noticed out my window that a car turning into the petrol station was another rental by the same company as mine. At the time, that was just something to spot, but I didn't realize that I would be front and center in their crosshairs. I eventually pull into a space, get out of the car, and start filling up. I finish and then reach into my pocket to get my card out to pay when there's a tap on my shoulder. I look across, and there's an, I would guess, a mid-30s Karen standing there looking pretty angry. Now, I should note that I myself am a woman in my late 20s. I was wearing the jogging bottoms and the university hoodie I traveled in, so definitely in no discernible uniform at all. The Karen comes up to me and says, Finally, someone appears. Can you tell these other cars to move so we can get into this space next? I respond, Um, no, they were here before you. At this, the Karen says, But they're not with the car company. You are because your car says so. Get them to move, and then start pumping our gas. I told her, I'm not employed by anybody, I just got the rental car. Also, no one's gonna pump your petrol here other than yourself. At this point, I turned away from her so I could pay, and she didn't like that. The Karen then pulls my arm away from the screen and says, I don't want petrol. Now, the fact that she was trying to make fun of my accent was just odd. She says, I want gas. We were told to fill up here, and if you don't do it, I will drag you to that office and watch as you get fired. Obviously, because she's on the verge of shrieking at me and she's caused a scene, a member of staff comes over and asks what's happening. I was going to politely explain that the woman just seemed to be a bit confused over what she's been told by the car company, but she gets in there first and says, The employee of your partner firm car rental company is terrible. She's refusing to pump my gas. The staff member looks at me and says, Do you work for that car company? I tell them, no, I just got the car and needed to fill up, and now I need to pay. Karen shrieks, no, she works for them. Look at the stickers on her car, pointing to the company sticker. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The employee then says to her, Madam, I don't think this lady works for that car rental company. I think we just need to let her move on so she can leave and we can keep everybody moving. We also don't have any contracts with the rental company to begin with. At this point, there's about eight cars parked behind the car that she was in, and many more indicating that they want to enter the petrol station. But Karen seems so oblivious to this screaming, I want someone to fill up my car now. I don't care if you fill it up with your petrol and not gas. Now, the woman seemed to have no clue that petrol and gasoline are literally the same thing. She keeps screaming saying, You're lucky that I don't film this and stick it on Facebook so you all get shamed and fired. I could see the staff member getting annoyed as there was people shouting and blaring their car horns because of the blockage. The staff member says to Karen, You're in the wrong country if you think people are gonna do that for you. Please tell the driver of your car to move or we'll have the car towed for an illegal obstruction. She eventually signaled for the driver to move into a space while the staff member apologized profusely for what happened and offered me anything in the shop on the house. I went home with a full tank of petrol, a deluxe Christmas sandwich, and a good story to tell my family. Now that probably wasn't the welcome to the UK that she expected, but that's the one she deserved. My goodness gracious guys, entitled touristy Karens are the worst. Now I don't know what kind of country she thought she was in or what she was told, but she clearly embarrassed herself by throwing a tantrum over pumping her own gas. So there's a pizza place close to where I live. And sometimes after a long day at work, I'm not in the mood to cook. So I place an order on the app for takeout when I leave work and pick it up on my way home. Normally, it goes off without a hitch. Sometimes I even get there right as they cut it and place it in the warming bags. Today, however, things just weren't going my way. As I finally get there, the delivery guy was on his way out. Important for later. And when I was on my way back to my car, up comes the Karen. And she's fuming. Apparently she thinks I'm a delivery driver, and that they all wear business casual. So I'm opening my door and had my pizza on the roof of my car, and she stomps up to me and she starts yelling. I don't register what she's saying at first, but apparently she had ordered delivery a long time ago, and the guy hadn't delivered it yet, and her brats at home were hungry. I managed to get a word in while she takes a breath, and try to explain that I'm not the delivery guy, but Karen isn't having any of it. Karen then stops yelling. She grabs the pizza off the roof of my car, thinking it's hers. She then takes one look at it, realizing it isn't hers, and she throws it on the ground. Now I'm standing there a little bit shocked at her behavior when she opens the passenger side door of my car and she gets in, apparently looking for more pizza. I finally snap into action and go around and drag her out of my car and tell her to go inside and yell at the delivery guy. She apparently accepts now that I'm not the delivery guy, and without saying a word she stomps inside, leaving me out there with the pizza with extra pavement for a topping. Not willing to give her the benefit of getting away with this, I follow her inside, curious as to how the staff is going to handle this, and to get another pizza. Karen's mid-screech already as I walk in and stand by the door. Apparently she doesn't believe that the delivery guy already left because, quote, the idiot outside said he was. The guy at the counter, Bob, who's worked there for a few years, sees me by the door and asks if she's telling the truth. I simply tell him that the woman's crazy and she owes me a pizza. 
Bob then assures her that the delivery guy left five minutes ago, and apparently she accepts this and starts to walk towards the door. Bob then chimes in and says that since she wouldn't be able to get home before the delivery guy made it there, that she could pay here, and he'd tell the driver to just leave it at her house. At this, she agrees, mumbling something about them not being as stupid as she thought. Though apparently she had a problem with the amount, which wasn't the amount she was quoted on the phone. Bob told her what was on the receipt. Her extra-large vegetarian pizza, a 2-liter of Pepsi, one of those big cookies, and my pizza that she destroyed. Now upon hearing this, Karen loses it at Bob, asking what the heck he's thinking trying to pull that. Bob, somehow managing to keep a straight face, asked her if what I said was true, about her throwing my pizza to the ground, to which she replies, So what if it is? Bob then says, You break it, you bought it. Simple as that. Karen then in a huff, tries to turn and leave the store to get home to pay, but she stops dead when she realizes that I'm standing there by the door. Bob adds that he could always call the driver and tell him to not deliver the pizza. The woman looks genuinely shocked. She said that we were trying to blackmail her over a pizza. Really? After a minute of pouting, she caved and paid, swearing at us the whole time. She then stomps out, gets back in her car, peels out of the parking lot like she was being chased by cops, and Bob tells me that my new pizza will be ready in 12 minutes. He then says that he added the cookie as a way of apologizing for her, and he was surprised that she didn't notice it, and also said that he'd go back and void my original order to give me a refund. We laugh, and eventually I get a fresh, hot replacement pizza and the cookie, and go about my way after thanking Bob again for dealing with her the way he did. Guys, what an insane Karen, and I'm surprised that OP just didn't pick up his pizza and throw it at her at that point. Like, yeah, I know your pizza's late, but geez, Karen, you don't drive up to the pizza place and attack the first person you see with a freaking pizza, and then go rummaging through their car. Some people, I tell ya. So, this was something that happened a while ago, when I first started to date my now fiancé. It came up in conversation the other day, as my fiancé's best man was threatening to put it in his speech, much to the embarrassment of my soon-to-be mother-in-law. My fiancé and I met at university, many, many miles away from his home city. We were in some of the same classes, and a romance blossomed. We'd been a couple for a few months now, when he said his parents were coming to see him, and they want to meet me as well. The plan was for all of us to go to dinner together the evening they arrived. However, my boyfriend had an unmissable meeting scheduled just before we were meant to be leaving. We decided that I would go ahead and meet them first, and my boyfriend would try to hurry up the meeting and go straight from there. I caught the bus into town, however, it was just my luck that it broke down halfway through the journey, meaning that I was 15 minutes behind schedule. I caught my boyfriend just before his meeting to tell him, and he passed on the message to his parents, who replied almost instantly saying that they were already in the restaurant. They gave the location of their table so I could join them when I got there. The restaurant was fancy-ish, you definitely have to wear smart casual clothing to dine there, and the staff were in all similar dress of white shirt, blouse, pressed trousers, and smart shoes. I was wearing the smartest dress I had, which was dark red. Definitely not uniform. I get there 10 minutes late, and a little bit sweaty and out of breath, and spotted my boyfriend's parents. I had seen pictures of them, so I knew what they looked like. I then put on a don't-let-them-know-your-nervous smile, and I walked over there. And this is the conversation that followed. I say to them, Hi, I'm so sorry I'm late. It's so lovely to meet you. At that, my mother-in-law says, Oh, someone's already taken the drinks order. We'll be ready to order food when the rest of the party gets here. I then say to her that I'm not the waitress. I'm my name, and I'm their son's girlfriend. Sorry for being late. My poor future mother-in-law turned the color of my red dress. 
She apologized for a good two minutes, while my future father-in-law had a fit of the giggles. It was not the most conventional way of meeting the in-laws, but it definitely broke the ice. It wasn't brought up when my boyfriend arrived, but I mentioned it afterwards, and it made him laugh too. Although it didn't have any lasting effect, my mother-in-law definitely doesn't want this announced at the wedding. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash I don't work here, lady. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's lineup of stories, as Steve-O sure as heck did. If you missed yesterday's episode on the channel, a mega Karen trespasses on Opie's property to kidnap his pets, and then calls police when they attack. It's another outrageous story, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.